Wicked respect. This is Native Wayne Jobson, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Antrust Jones. Welcome to. Welcome to. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are Putting questions to songs that we Will randomly select Here with the help of our friend Synchronicity Synchronicity Now it's time for Radio A-Ball Give us a shake Radio A-Ball Give us a shake It's the Radio A-Ball Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Unison Studios in North Hollywood, California with our musical guest, Pete Molinari. Hello there, Andras. How's it going? Recording artist, Mm -hmm. Pete Molinari. And uh, now joining us in the studio, we have the return... Not just the first return, the second return to Radio 8 Ball of the woman who introduced me to you, Miranda mm-hmm. Lee Richards. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Miranda. Hello, thanks for having me. And congratulations on the LA Weekly Music Award. Oh, thank you very much. I felt like there was so many people that could have received that award and, and will. Yeah, well, or the she's just so humble, isn't she? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> exactly. Earlier, that humility. Is that you annoying? Know? <laughs> I, see, this no. is what I have to say. I was so. See. You should. I, I appreciate your being humble, but the thing is that your success like that shined very nice. Like I felt so proud as an art as a, someone whose show you've been on. I thought, oh, one of my artists. So it's like you won for all of us who are who, who you've been a part, who you've collaborated with. So that's interesting. Mm. Miranda deserves the best. She's one of the best. I, mm. I I met her a few years ago, and she was just. Fabulous. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know. Her version of the Radio 8 Ball theme song is still one of the best that's ever been done. Damn, now I'm scared. What am I going to do? Her and you and and Amy and Sam. Oh, Oh, my God. They sounded great. Yeah, your voice is together. I just just got chills just thinking about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and then you joined us on the Mary Mary Lou Lord episode that we recorded in Boston. You did that by phone. That was great. I hope that sounded okay. It's harder to hear. Yeah, it's it's definitely more fun to be in the studio. It's so nice to be in person, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. And uh, and yeah, it was was a great episode. And again, congratulations. Now, how now you introduced me to Pete on that episode. Uh, I was like, who is this guy? He's got a book. He looks great. <laughs> now I, I hear did it. Bring you my yeah. book, didn't I? Now yeah. I know it. Now I know he sounds great. Where did he come from? Uh, so how did? Where did you meet this guy? How did you come across Pete? Do you even remember? Do you remember? I do. I met you first at South by Southwest. But I, I had oh, heard, I had heard a record. Great. I think I, I was recording a record in Nashville the year before with a bunch of guys, and it was the only time I've really done any recording in Nashville, and it was with some friends. Um, I met all of these players. Uh, Nikki Lane being one of them and um, uh, just a bunch of people Chris Scruggs and everyone and we called this record and a few months later we went to uh, 
south by southwest. But I remember while I was in Nashville, I think it, it, I can't remember who, whether it was Nikki or if it was Chris, but it was definitely in Nashville that someone had given me your record. And I can't remember exactly which one, but I remember listening to it and, and then meeting you. Uh, you were just standing there at South by Southwest. That's, do you remember when I were, met did you? Did you see actually see the show? There was one of the shows in the church. Did you, Were you there for I that? Did, I, I didn't get to see the show. I just oh, saw you standing okay. by oh. your records that were there. Yes, I, it's so all I coming the back show. to me. It's all <laughs> now, now, the first time I saw you, Miranda, was in a church. Is this a thing? <laughs> do you only do? You, is that you? Just tour churches? It's definitely yeah. my venue of choice. It could it's be a, a thing. It could it, be a thing. Church tour. There's the church theater, tour. theater tours, right? And we then, could dress up as priests and. <laughs> oh, well, that's getting kind of. <laughs> Isn't that sacrilegious? I guess. We get in trouble for that. My <laughs> it's all about my dad for sure. It's yeah. all about my, the audience and your intention, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. So yeah, you, it sounds beautiful though in church. So have you the acoustics pl- are incredible. So have you played? Uh, is it just that that's a synchronicity that you played two churches and it, they both came into this episode, or is it's this something that you do it's a lot? Part of your Radio Eight Ball synchronicity. Oh, call me. I didn't. I don't know in synchronicity. It's true though. I've, I've played a couple, and they not as many it's as not you. TM'd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't played it. I, I'm not the veteran church player like you are, Miranda. <laughs> but I have played. Uh, did you play the one in London Union Chapel? Yes. That's good. Isn't that's it? Done really, that one. really yeah. good. Yeah. How about synagogues? You play any synagogues? Not yet, but we're working oh, on yeah, it. We're I'm working on that to tour. They're, the same, they're <laughs> basically the same kind of buildings. They have the same have acoustics. A... Yeah. Just, indeed. you know. Yeah. People who, you know. Indeed. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm there might be. Open to it. There might be some rules against the kind of music we play in certain things. In really? Certain in who knows? In synagogues? Yeah. Who knows? I don't I, know. I, on the behalf of the Jews, I can't. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You and Bruce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that that's in your music that yeah. you know is, seems particularly anti-Semitic. So. No, no. Not oh, yeah, at all. Not a, yeah, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up going to church anyway and doing all of that stuff. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, I, I don't know. It, it seems to be a thing that venues, there's a few in London, actually. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know one in L.A. Did you play the Annie, Annie Besant Lodge thing? I have played there. I love that. That's, that's cool. That's a lo, like a small community church, if you will, like mm-hmm. a meeting room meets church. Yeah. It's part of the Theosophical really cool. Society. That's right. As an, and it was a silent oh. theater. Yeah. So, Wait, the, the, the uh, in this, Hollywood. This is in Hollywood. The on, old Theosophical Society yeah, on, on beach, Frank... Be- no, the one yeah. on Beachwood Drive. Oh yes, that's the yeah. that's the one that I that's the where I saw you. Oh, well that then there what, you go. Yeah, there that, you go. That's that the one. I didn't see you there, but I thought you just told me you played there. I seen I a couple have, of movies there. Yeah, I used <laughs> to live right around the corner from there, literally yeah. walking distance. I, I love that neighborhood, and I love the Theosophical mm-hmm. Society and all of that kind of stuff, which yeah. we briefly touched on before, Krishnamurti and all that kind of stuff. So it's it was yeah. funny for me to kind of stumble on that place. Have you, know? you checked out the library? The Theosophical In Ohio. No, there's one, I think it's on Vermont. Really? And it's, if you go in, it's like you're in, it's uh, like a Indiana oh. Jones kind of situation. Oh, yeah. You walk into the Their library. Are amazing. Everywhere. And they're just like tomes and it's gorgeous. Yeah. It, like, I haven't. You can't even believe that they let you in there. Good. I didn't know. There for, have a coffee. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. check it out. It's we'll, so we'll amazing. We'll get the church tour together <laughs> just from there. Yeah. And we'll work yeah. out a song finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking earlier about how songs can be spells. Yeah. You know, mm. I think there is something going on there. I mean, there's a, the, 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 the theosophists did a lot of work with the correlations between colors and tones and you chakras know it, you and know it. all of that stuff. Yeah. So there is. Something like when you sing when you're 
engaging music, you're engaging math, and you're engaging engaging body energy. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. It's so, all kind of uh, they believe a lot. I don't know. I don't think they believe in the word believe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's study. I think the word believe about, is about <laughs> faith. So right. they they're just like you are and you exist and you know and you learn you more. Know. Yeah. It's about knowing. That's what Madame Blavatsky was all about. But mm-hmm. um, I think uh, they believe that it's, uh, you invoke. Right. It's an energy you invoke as right. well. You ask for it, and what you ask if it's pure enough, and you've. You know, expanded your consciousness enough to that you can you you no longer have to leave things up to destiny. You actually are in charge of your consciousness rather than it being your subconscious. Well, you know, when they say that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, the mm. secret is standing on the shoulders of those giants. Right? Yeah, the secret is the most watered down version of that yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Sort of like being doing it without any of the study, without any of the underpinning. Yeah teachings but just sort of like if you if you manifest it you can that's right you can. and and i think there's something to that and at the same time i think the thing that people respond to that poorly it's funny one of those things the secret's popular because it's dumb yeah. but then people respond poorly to it because it's not as smart yeah. as things like theosophy Theosophy that nobody wants to do the work to read about. Or anyway, it's there. She, it's available. Yeah. They have an amazing library. Nobody even She's, goes there. She had an amazing quote, Madame Blavatsky. She was kind of like because it's the study of all of these. It's the study of science and religion and the spiritual nature of it all. But she she did actually say Theosophy is not for the lazy or the faint-hearted. Right. <laughs> it's like you got to, you've got to work. work you know, you got to do the work. It's not enough to kind of like just worship and. You know, you got to kind of. It's easy. It's easy to maybe understand something, uh, you know, and philosophize all day long about it. But actually, putting it into practice is a whole other thing, isn't it? So that's what they were kind of about, I guess. And you know, and all the branches off, right? Any Krishna Krishnamurti and all. It's an interesting thing, uh, listeners. Get out there and have a read and yeah. go to the library. <laughs> yeah, Andras is talking about. <laughs> now, uh, now bring it back to you, Miranda. Do you? I have a re- I get a real sense when I during our session I got a very strong sense of spirituality about your music but not any way in any way that was like on its sleeve that it was that you could say oh it was that line or it was in the, that it was in the text it was just the vibe that you created and I remembered it I guess I kind of remembered it from that show but then it was then we were in another setting and it was that was very different and it also was there, even though we were all laughing and having a great time in between, when the music started, there was something, it felt like there was something spiritual about it for you. Is that a good, is that correct? Or am I just projecting? I definitely weave in the, not only the vibe, but sometimes that'll translate to talking about it in the lyrics as well, but not always, because sometimes you can, there are no words it's a feeling right yeah. so um i definitely have my own spiritual practice and studies and i pull from various different you know religions and mm. um so. beliefs and and incorporate them into my own everyday mm-hmm. world um but i think music is that bridge it is the channel between our physical world and the non-physical world mm-hmm. and that's how I see it, and you could either articulate it, or you could just know it by hearing it, because the frequency of sound will automatically transport yeah. you and transcend, right? I think that I, I think I don't I don't. The one part of Radio Eight Ball that I don't get to enjoy is as a listener, 
just without having any of the experience of editing it. When I listen to it, I'm listening for all these other things. But I, when I do enjoy listening to a Radio 8 Ball show, and it might be because I'm just, I don't like the sound, like everyone else, I don't like the sound of my own speaking mm. voice. Uh, oh but dear. It's, 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 you're in, you have a great job. <laughs> I know. <You're> in, <laughs> but I love, and I hope that it's, that they're in the middle of each of them, there's this three or four or five minutes where the blah, blah, blah stops mm-hmm. and something real happens. I mean, there are other, there's, there's something real in the blah, 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 but like you're saying with the music, when a song is playing and you have your intention there, even if you even sort of are able to stop paying attention in that, in that focused way, but just sort of let it trans- mm-hmm. transport you. And it just feels like when I am able to enjoy a Radio 8 Ball episode, it's because the talking stopped and the music started. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess maybe that's a, I didn't mean to go there, but that's a perfect segue to let's get to your question, right? <laughs> it is a perfect segue because my question relates. Oh, to, perfect. Yeah. So my question for the pop oracle is, how do I more clearly hear the voice of my heart? Wow. That is a cosmic question. And one I'm sure we can all <laughs> One I would to. expect only from Miranda, actually. How can you... Say that again. How can you... That's why we brought her on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How can I more clearly hear the voice of my heart? How can you more clearly hear the voice of your heart? And now, to engage the pop oracle, Miranda, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 Wheel of Eight. And that is song number four, which is perfect. Color my love. Oh, <laughs> do you know me. this one, Miranda? You could definitely just. You know. I'll see if I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that is <laughs> Linda asked one, and then you asked one, and it's kind of like lining lining up perfect. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. So it's time for you to play. We need these d- two girls. Okay, uh, I'll go get them. Which is Margaret and Mara Connor. Mm-hmm. Margaret Perkowski and Mara Connor. I think she's going to sing a little. Oh, okay. Oh. Maybe. Are you going maybe to? If I Do you know it? No, here. Maybe we'll just start. So this is an acoustic version of Color My Love. Yeah. 
So that was Color My Love for Peter Molinari with... That was a song that's going on the record. I recorded with Bruce Wickin in this very studio, but I have some guests in a studio today, obviously Miranda Lee Richards, who just magically kind of jumped onto that vocal. In a few places there. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret Pukowski. Hello. Introduce yourself, Margaret. Buongiorno. (laughs) Buongiorno, principessa. Um, And Miss Mara Connor. Look at I mean, look at this. The viewers can't, the hearers, the listeners. I took pictures. Can't see. My saddle shoes. But if they see pictures after, we didn't, we didn't plan this, this, this kind of thing. They're twins. And today. we have, of course, all the way from Paris. He came especially from this for this show today, Mr. Ben Lacour. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour, Monsieur. Un café, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> and that was the answer to Miranda's question about uh, connecting more deeply to her heart. Did that answer yes. that, that in a kind of it. way? That was amazing. Please. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, answered, that answered every bit of my question and more. Excellent, excellent. So now, Peter, can you tell us a little bit about the background of that song? And then we'll hear how it answered your question. Um, I actually, there's a few of these songs that I ended up doing versions with before. Uh, I kind of, um, when I first came to L.A., 
and Miranda knows this because she's been around when I've been in certain recording sessions. I, I worked with a guy from an old-time producer from Warner Brothers called Lenny Warnaker. Uh, yeah, I the, think we the Lenny Warnaker, who we could talk for a whole hour about, I'm sure. He basically invented the 70s in yes. California. Yeah, and he's a great guy. And I speak to him often. I got to play uh, on the Capitol session with his son Joey too on drums for that session, which was great. And uh, I was on a, in a session with him and Mitchell Froome and um, we did a bunch of songs uh, and Mitchell is was kind of arranging them in the great way that he does. And this was one of those ones that I was kind of on the side did a this kind of version with actually that we just performed which is very almost kind of Simon and Garfunkel I was thinking uh, Everly Brothers Everly Lubin Brothers, Brothers kind yeah of, thing. of course yeah. and and I I do still have that version and I love it but when I when me and Bruce met and we'd spoke about doing a session I said I have these songs and a couple of them you know one of them in particular which was this one I was like I I feel like I just want to do something else with so I, I played him the version and we went in a total kind of, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I work with these losers. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. No. And uh, Bruce, uh, could you fix it? Because Bruce, Bruce is this guy, big, Lenny and Mitchell, they yeah. don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> he, he would tell you a lot about that, actually. When you when you get him in here later. But Bruce is a big fan of Costello, as um, you can see. I know, Mitchell Froome Mitchell is like. Froome. I know. Yeah, we, so he was. We've a, had him on the show. He's great. Mitchell, really, yeah, yeah. he is great. And um, so Bruce was kind of very uh, in his Bruce Whitkin kind of you know humble, uh, humble genius way, kind of way. But was like, sure, as long as we it's sacrilegious. So as long as we do something else. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I just want it to. Um, and I've kept these two words going with Bruce, which I think defines our kind of thing together. I, I said, I just want it to chime and jangle, you know. So I think with our love for the birds and the Beatles and the Stones and all of this stuff, Dylan, and everything that we like, we kind of got this version that chimed and jangled with a, you know. Well, that makes so. I'm going to get to, I want to get to the interpretation, but I, did, I do have a question about that because so when I was listening to it, I was thinking... Everly Brothers kind yeah. of thing. Everly's are a huge, huge And then thing. I was like, oh, if you played it more rocking, then that could be like the Bodines. Did you ever listen to the Bodines? I produced? haven't actually heard them. They're yet. great. They're it. great. And they are very, they write songs yeah. that have that sort of timeless classic. They've, you know, carved yeah. out a granite kind of feeling that like if, you, if you're if you in Everly Brothers yeah. territory, it sort of feels like you're in and this he, very old and perfect ship that you found yourself in and yeah and uh but then i figured i was wondering if you amped that up did did you end up sounding like the well you don't know what the boating sounded like i, I wonder don't know what, what the boating sound like but you can listen to the i'll track listen to it and, and i'll see yeah maybe we'll throw it on the end it of this. kind of sounds like there's yeah. a big connection which actually if you get to see jacob's film uh, that yeah. he's just brought out um echo in the canyon you'll see the kind of connection i mean people have spoke about this for years haven't they as rock and roll happened and it went over to england and then it, it brit brought the beatles brought that over and then the birds took it you yeah know, so it's kind of like that film tells you about the whole it, there's a rickenbacker on the front cover right. of that yeah film you know of right. the poster so and and the rick is their guitars i use because i love the birds and i love the beatles and i just love that jangly sound right. so that was when i when me and bruce talked about it i was i didn't really want to go too heavy on mentioning you know it's a tricky thing to mention influences because you don't want to go directly down one road yeah. but i just uh i like that that sound i guess yeah. some people call it now the 
It's either the Brit sound or the Laurel Canyon sound, I guess some people term it from this film. If you listen to Buffalo Springfield and you listen to the Beach Boys and you listen to all of that, but it's all very chimey and jangly. Yeah, yeah. Well, bringing it back to the question about connecting more deeply to your heart, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, the colors, I mean, there's the colors of the heart chakra even so you could get into the new age i was gonna go bring it it, bring it bring it on bring it Um, on miranda (laughs) or the frequency of the of the heart maybe because there's there's the romantic heart and then there's your kind of guidance right of the things that you really want to do in life and that's coming from your heart too so i guess i just interpreted it as like Color my love is like being like the sign from your uh, from your spiritual heart. The color yeah. of that of of that place. I guess it yeah. can be green sometimes or light pink. That's right? what I was looking up. I was looking <laughs> oh, up. Yeah, so it's green. green. And what key is this song in? Oh. The song is in. It, it, funnily enough, for me, it's in a. I, I'm usually in like A and G. You know, but I think when I initially recorded it with. The first version I did with Mitchell, it's in E, which is low for me, but I think that's what we did it that way so we could get is all there, of these harmonies above it. Is there anything about the key of E and the the solar plexus is Ooh. is the is more is more the key of E and the F sharp is more the key of the heart. Although I'm just going off of one website, everything could Was be it higher before. Was no, but there's we, we had it we had it in E all the time, and it's uh, it's just because there's so many harmonies. I'm right. singing high above it. I see. But the thing is, I think the version, yeah. The, the thing about the version that's going on the record that I did with Bruce, it's, it's kind of like the most, for me, I, I like, you know, they're all, they're all your songs, aren't they? So you don't have to choose, but it's like there's something, I mean, Mara actually really talks about this one a lot. Lovely Mara over there. Mara Kana, everybody. Um, but uh, it's positive, right? I don't know. There's a positive kind of sound to the opening of this track that really is, would you agree with that, Mara? I would. All right, there you go. I got an agreement. But yeah. it does, yeah. It just it's cool. Yeah. So I guess that's something to do with your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, when when you uh, can you maybe give us a little bit of background on where this where the question comes from? It just seems like the, the obvious choice or answer sometimes isn't as clear as you would like it to be or you get into a conflict because the, the you're not listening to that part of yourself which seems to have a better um a better plan than just your mind. Although your mind can be really smart too, but it has to follow the heart. It can't be the other way around. This so. is this is sort of goes to the question to my question at the beginning of the show about knowing in the midst of things if you are on like if you're in, being intuitive and yeah. or if you are drawing drama and if you're being intuitive in, ter- in terms of having mm. being predictive in your art or that if your if your art is actually creating the the, the dramas in your life. So that's kind of, it's, it's very, this thing of being on the path and not knowing mm-hmm. and being okay with being in the not knowing, I guess. Right. Yeah, definitely. Or, um, there's this school of thought, like, you know, of saying, I have to say no more, or I have to learn how to say no. And there's that kind of like on the negative side of things, but I think you can ask the same question, like, where's your next yes? And that's usually coming from that place. Well, yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the things where I just, it, I think it just shows how dumb we are about we're, we're boundaries really and consent. <laughs> like the <laughs> idea, you take, when, it's so confusing. when someone says they want to have a boundary conversation with you, people are always like, oh, it's like, wait a second. 
you don't know. This could be a really good thing. Maybe, you know, they, like it could be like this could be an opportunity to talk about what we like as opposed to what we don't like. Or this, exactly. And yeah. if you don't have the conversation, it's just one of those things. It's like, as you were saying, the, uh, we there's well, there's this we have this judgment about saying no. Like people say, mm-hmm. say no. It's like, well, you don't need to say no more, but you do need to, we, I think we all could have better boundaries. Yeah. I think we could all be better at expressing them to the people around us in a way that invite, that invites engagement, right? Mm-hmm. I love saying high five. I love giving high fives. I do not like it with my left hand. Don't give me a left-handed <laughs> high five. It, it, I don't like it. And then, then we can have great right-handed high fives all the time. Yeah. But if you don't have that conversation, but it doesn't have to be a no. That's what I mean when people say, yeah. oh, we need to say no more. I don't think pe- people need to say no more, but we need to let people know what our yeses are. Right, exactly. Right. And that's just something that I'm working with right now. Cause not, not everyone has this issue. Some people are very clear. <laughs> but um, I think if you take into account other people and, and care about their opinion as well, then you can get... You can get confused. Do you find that like sometimes people invite you to stuff and then you feel like you have to do it oh, over right. and over again, like be on their podcast? <laughs> oh. This was a yes. <laughs> this was a yes. <laughs> Good one. Third time. I'm going to keep asking you. At some point, you'll be like, Andras, that boundary conversation. <laughs> we need to have that. <laughs> no, but why would she? I keep inviting her. to be, Like I only invite you to the like your show, Mary Lou Lord. And Peter Mac, Pete Molinar, who like, you know, I'm only going to invite you to the good ones. Well, I she could be your record number. Yeah, I mean, if she's by the who knows as the years <laughs> go on, everyone could want Miranda Lee Richards on their on your show. Eventually, you could be you could be my co-host. The Miranda Lee Richards show. Co-host, she's like she's last. She's like a co-host. Can I say something? I'll fire you in a minute. Can I say <laughs> something really funny though? When I first saw Miranda. Um, uh, uh, South by Southwest, and she was standing there, like you know, with this kind of white aura around her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Pretty everyone much. who knows her knows what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, everyone who knows her. But um, when I was a kid in England, in England, I'm sure they have these things. They have these uh, channels here, but in England. Uh, Maybe in France too, I don't know. But in England, we have this kind of 60s, 50s rerun of loads of different programs and they're always showing like, um, you know, 60s, 70s stuff and uh, Twilight Zone, the early Twilight Zones and I Dream of Jeannie. And and there was, and I, as a kid, I had a crush on this Elizabeth Montgomery. I didn't know who she was at the time. That's and bewitched. she was in Bewitched, right? Mm. right. So m- when I first saw Brenda, <laughs> I was like... She kind of looks really like Elizabeth Montgomery. Can that you was do, my connection. Can you wrinkle your... Yeah, she, she, <laughs> I you can't see it, but she's doing I, it. I'm trying. <laughs> well, if uh, only it were that easy, right? She has that kind of 60s kind of <laughs> yeah. thing down in a cool way. Now, before we let you go, Miranda, uh, first of all, you know, again, I see, I'm, I'm congratulating you about winning the LA Weekly Music Award, but I'm really sort of humble bragging because five of our guests who have been on the show won awards this year. Mm. I was like... And none of them, and I, I, like I have my the people who work for us who are like, you have great instincts. I'm like, well, actually, Miranda ended up on the show because Amy Rash told me. Yeah. <laughs> Laura Jean Anderson ended up on the show because she knew someone from Olympia, and she's actually from Olympia. Don Heffington ended up on the show. Like none of the people ended up on the show because I sought them out. It was true a synchronicity thing. Like everyone, synchronicity go. brought. 
the best brought the best people and That's so but what great. do you have coming what do you have coming that we should be looking for this show is coming out in the first week of july okay i have a show at hm 157 june 29th and i'm recording right now actually so i'm working a lot in the studio so cool keep your eye out for an, another another album. record she's yeah. very prolific is miranda uh, well. the music just flows through you I'm um, I'm honoring the um, I'm doing an Americana record. Really? So that's what I'm working on. He's all really. You were talking <laughs> about you were talking about that <laughs> in our, on our episode. You were talking about how you were sort of feel like the need to really just finally just do that. And what does that mean, Americana? I, I mean, I still don't, I still question. can't work out what that really actually means. Is that too much of a big question? I mean, that could take a lot of. Well, it's American. Yeah. <laughs> no roots music. Um, Cosmic, get out. I guess cosmic country is cooler. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so it's not a traditional country all the way. So actually, they say that Americana is the more liberal end of country. There's a there's a possible political yeah. contingent really? there too. Wow. Yeah. Um, outlaw like country. Austin, like sort of yeah. like outlaw country, but not outlaw. More right. like green country. Y- yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and. Also, it's not Trademark completely traditional ball. in the you know f- complete like bluegrass or something. It's there's a hybrid of things going on with folk rock and you know yeah things. Cool. Well, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing it, and I'm looking forward to your next appearance on Radio Eight Ball. And thank you for doing this. Thank you for having Thanks, me. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wind.